Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers and Super Sentai, including toy reveals, uh, official reveals of shows, and, you know, everything going on with comics, and just everything that goes on in the grid. I am one of your hosts, Joel, and with me, as always, is the wonderful, the one and only, the magnanimous Kevin. Oh, we're doing a whole routine this morning. <laughs> it, you know what? It is January second. It is a new year, mm-hmm. and one of my one of mine is to be more confident. One of my resolutions. So good. Okay, I am. I am happy you are living up to your resolution. You know what? We're gonna keep that going. Yes, you gotta live the fantasy, <laughs> sis. Yes, exactly. We gotta have that Valentina fantasy, and that'll get us through. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, before we get started talking about our stuff today, guys, uh, we do want to start, as always, encourage our listeners to find a way that you can be a hero out in the world. Um, in the past, we highlighted things like Black Lives Matter movement, the resources for uh, against anti-Asian and Pacific Islander violence, um, and just we encourage your listeners to find a way that you can help in you know any way you can in the world to help make this a better place, whether that's donating time or money. Uh, whether that's, you know, watching streams, whether that's, you know, joining in in organizations that are trying to help in these movements, or, you know, just beginning by educating yourself, because you can find a way that you can be a hero, you can help make this place, you know, everything better, because let's face it, the last two years have been rough. (laughs) Um, So just find a way you can make it better, be a hero in your own right. And that's kind of what we encourage you guys to do. Uh, With that, We'll start with kind of uh, the smaller topic of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, in toy news, there were Dino Fury toys that were revealed recently. It was three new of the like uh, mainline collection. Uh, they are the Dino Knight Red Ranger figure, the Green Ranger with the Sprint Sleeve, and the Black Ranger with the Shield Sleeve. Um, the noteworthy part of this is obviously these are to tie in with the Season 2 especially the Dino Knight Red Ranger. But this is also the first time that Green Ranger and Black Ranger will be getting a wide release outside of the Amazon-exclusive five-pack. So I thankfully have not seen any controversy. Have you, Kevin, about this on your side as you've been through, like, different Facebook groups and stuff? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely... um, Fans are disappointed. I think a lot of fans have been that Hasbro was going to be like, oh, you can, you know, this is how we're releasing a green and black ranger. Um, but, you know, given the toys have to continue going, there's not going to be any new rangers, and there's really only just the Dino Knight mode. Um, I think the sleeves are a smart way for them to make new figures and also give fans the opportunity to recreate some of those scenes in the show. Um, I would not be surprised if we do end up seeing a green and black release later in the year, like individually. But it makes sense why they would want to sell the five pack still and not cannibalize that. So I've been tempted by the five pack to be honest. But now that we know that through various uh, leaks and sources that a Dino Fury Green Lightning is coming, I probably won't end up getting it now. But um, I think they look good. I think the Dino Knight mode looks really nice. Um, the Dino Knight Morpher uh, also is available on Amazon now, for those of you that have not had a chance to order it yet. So if you would like to get the little claw morpher thing, uh, that is available too. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I, I think the figures look fine. Like I, I get why people are upset, because they want them all to match, but also like 
I can understand why you would put the sleeve, like the armor on them, because that is like part of the show. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of the whole point of the keys. Uh, so like to give figures with those for kids to be able to play with, like I think makes a lot of sense. Um, well, so. and I-, I know people were hoping to see the sleeves. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully they just, like, maybe, you know, if nothing else, if we can't necessarily get a, like, wide release of the Green and Black Ranger, maybe do a release of the other three Rangers that have their armor on Mm -hmm. and do that to kind of balance it out. I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, this is also the January release, so we will technically probably see more figures getting released throughout the year for this wave. Um, So hopefully, but that was kind of it for toys. Obviously very small. Uh, but we'll go ahead and move on to the next topic, which is going to be Super Sentai. Uh, we have an official reveal of Avataro Sentai Dawn Brothers. We've got to see what they look like. Uh, there was an image release that quickly circulated all of Twitter uh, with varying reactions from people who are both fans of Power Rangers and who are not. Um, it shows off the five Rangers of this new team, uh, and it is a bombastic-looking picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it is bright. It is colorful. Uh, so what did you think, Kevin, when you first saw that picture of the team all together? Yeah. I, I, I think it was interesting. Um, it was kind of cool because like, it was that moment when I realized they all had like the same uniform, which I didn't realize I had missed after Zinkaiger. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. It was kind of nice to see like a traditional Sentai suit team return. Um, and I mean, they weren't kidding when they said that two of them would be CGI slash puppets. So um, I, I think it's different. But one of the things that I think Sentai has been doing, especially the last couple of years, is they're they're experimenting with what Sentai is. You know, do the suits mm-hmm. have to be the same? Do they have to be all human characters? And I think this just continues that tradition of that. But I definitely think that it will be interesting to see what this comes out to be and what it looks like. Uh, I mean, obviously, this team has quite a few firsts, too, with the first Sentai male pink, um, mm-hmm. and also with two of the characters being fully CGI, which is going to be a very interesting thing as well. So, especially with action sequences, I think that's going to really make things interesting. Um, but yeah, I think it's also interesting because this is going to be a transition season where there's going to be elements of Senkaiger in the show with Cass yes. returning. So I do think it makes me wonder a couple of things. First being how good does Zenkaiger start off with a boon because they had to have known that Zenkaiger was being successful right off the bat. So I think that's interesting to see too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely think that first image, it was almost like a, um, like an eye spy. It was like the longer I stared at it, the more I noticed certain things. Uh, because like the first thing you see is obviously the red Ranger and he sticks out the most. And like you said, I kind of noticed the, team overall having that unified look and again that was something i also missed um from zenkaiger mm-hmm. uh, but then yeah obviously you see like the black ranger is a weird creature you see the pink ranger is a bird and then like blue has fur and is like super muscular and it's all kinds of things yeah it was it, it's a lot to take in and i i think a lot of my first reaction was like i need to understand what the thought behind this all was <laughs> because there are elements like obviously like you see the like peach symbol on the like red rangers uh headband and it's like oh there's just like i think as a western kind of viewer of this not having the japanese cultural context it had a, like this raised a lot of questions um but 
this season, uh, the Don Brothers team is, you know, based on the major characters from the Legend of Momotaro, which is a I don't have the translated uh, thing up, but I know the Momo part of it is Peach, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what the second part of it is. Um, but it's all based off this legend of a hero that is born from a peach, um, and then eventually goes on a travel with a dog, a pheasant, and a monkey to battle Oni um, throughout the land. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. So the team that we have on kind of to give the listeners something uh, is obviously Red Ranger is Don Momotaro, named after the legend. Uh, he will use the weapon. Uh, he will actually appear in Senkai during, I believe, episode 42. Yep. Uh, he will use the gear slinger with his own personal gear. But in the TV show, we'll have his own uh, morpher weapon uh, and his own bike called the Inyaraidon, which will also be his mecha. And that will be able to form with Juran from Zenkaiger to make the Don Zenkaio, which will be the first uh, mecha of the season. Mm-hmm. And eventually he will be able to make his own uh, very on with the season. Uh, the Yellow Ranger for the team is Oni Sister. Mm-hmm. And she has an Oni motif, obviously, from her name. Uh, so it's an interesting thing. Uh, the rumors point to her being uh, related to the enemy organization in some manner, um, and that she will have an evil side or form which will be contained in some kind of wooden box. Um, she's also rumored to have the ability to grow and shrink at will. Uh, and also, like obviously, because she is Oni-themed, it is interesting that she is working with this team, so there's probably going to be some kind of plot line of how she becomes embroiled with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Saru Brother, which is the Blue Ranger, who is a obviously based off a of monkey, as stated. Uh, Kiji Brother, the Pink Ranger, who is uh, the first male pink with the pheasant motif. Uh, and he will be a mix of CGI and puppetry. Mm-hmm. And then you have Inu Brother, who is the Black Ranger, uh, who is based off a dog motif and will also be a CGI character. And then returning for the series will be Zenkai Jiren, who will be obviously the one of the Zenkaijers returning, who will be able to form with the Megazord. And then Zenkaiser will be also part of it, and he will be getting a new form, which will be Zenkaiser Black. Mm-hmm. So that is a whole lot <laughs> going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm fascinated by the fact that Zenkaiger is going to play such a major part in this series. Because mm-hmm. we've had references to previous series in like new sentais but we've never had a direct continuation mm-hmm. um, so this is kind of interesting because it's almost power rangers in how it functions <laughs> right right um i do so i in thinking about this and learning about the kind of folklore of it i do wonder if it's going to be kind of almost a flip of zenkaiger in the sense that where Zenkaiger was all of these different worlds encroaching and um, being brought into the main one that yeah, Kaito and the team lived in, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the Dawn Brother team is not going to be traveling to other worlds to face Oni in different worlds. I don't and maybe know. that's because I, I think that because looking at the myth, it that's kind of the big kind of journey apparently the character goes on is going out and to fight these different worlds. So I would be. It would be an interesting flip to do that in the sequel series. It's be like, okay, one, we were bringing everything in. Now this one, we're going to go to those various worlds, which I think would be kind of fun. Yeah. That that would uh, be interesting, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I don't know that we have an official date yet for when it starts. Um, but I'm... And we haven't even gotten the official cast reveal, so we don't know... 
get how many are actually human characters. <laughs> uh, right. Because obviously red, yellow, and blue have human forms. But the fact that blue is based off the like animal motif makes me question if blue will also be some kind of either costume or suit actor along with like the CGI characters for pink and black. I don't know. I think either way, whatever happens, it's going to be an interesting time. So yeah, it is a, it is what they do. Yeah, for sure. It is a, it it is a different take. Uh, And one thing I do want to touch on before we move on from this, Mm -hmm. I think what's also interesting with this is we can't help, but also kind of keep in mind the rumored Toei split from Power Rangers. That that has been rumored now for, we're going on a year and a half, almost two years, mm-hmm. feels like. Uh, I I do wonder if that is not what's allowing Super Sentai to do what it's doing with, like, continuing Zenkaiger, with uh, kind of leaning into Japanese folklore and mythology versus making something that is a little broader to be able to be translated into Power Rangers. Uh, um, I actually don't think it's really impacting it, honestly, because at this point, even if it was continuing, which we don't know for sure yet or not, there's still so many other series that Power Rangers could adapt. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think one argument that I know fans tend to make is like, oh, of course it's ending. Like, this is unadaptable. There's not going to be any way they can... No, they'll make it... They'll make it work. We... Yeah. We took... Let's see. Um, we took a very comedic season about cars and turned it into, at least for a little bit, a very dramatic season about detonators and implosion devices um we've taken video game seasons and turned them into space epics we've taken uh samurai and just slapped on an american cast like yeah i i I think the difference though is i think (laughs) in those you can at least like to a certain context remove like the reason why we were able to do that is it was like a jettisoning of a lot of the like Mm-hmm. Uh, what context behind it it would be very hard I think to remove a lot of the cultural like I don't disagree I think you could adapt it um, Power Rangers has done it before uh, you know if they wanted to just it would be wild but I they could do it um, yeah <laughs> but I, I, I do it's just interesting to me because I do think there probably is we won't ever know. We will be t- like five or six or probably more years down the line before we will ever know what is actually going on in the production of these series. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if we find out. Whereas things like we know Q Ranger and even Lupin Ranger V Patch Ranger had like some kind of Bandai North America input where mm-hmm. they were in on the production design and were like, hey, if you could do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wonder if there if there is a split, if this is just like, you know, Bandai of Japan going as wild as they want to with or Toei Bandai going as wild as they want with any designs, any kind of, you know, ties to Japanese cultural landmarks, Uh, you know, it would just I would be curious to find that out that this is all me speculating. This is all me guessing. It's just interesting to think about Mm -hmm. uh, with all this. But any last thoughts on uh, Dawn Brothers or kind of what we've seen so far? I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it'll be interesting to see how things go. Um, mm-hmm. I will see you Sentai fans later in the year when you say Sentai's getting canceled. So <laughs> we'll meet again. 
I mean, also, we'll see the people that are like, oh, I'm not ever going to buy anything from this series uh, when they collect all of the Avatar gears <laughs> in November or or when they're asking for five people to help them find this one rare gear that was, you know, a retail exclusive or made, sold in a Gashapon machine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that. There, Look, we're nerds. We all follow certain patterns, but it is hilarious to me whenever someone starts the beginning of a show being like i'm not going to collect any of the toys to the end of the show when they're like i've collected everything and they end up selling it all back off <laughs> yeah we, we this these things happen in cycles it is hilarious and it's happened for years and it's always just fun to witness again with a new series um but yeah i agree i'm excited to see once we get more context, because we still haven't seen, like, villains, we don't know the cast, like, you know, there are rumors, but until we get those, like, official press releases and start getting trailers, it'll be really interesting to see what this is, um, and e e if it goes even more wild than just the designs. <laughs> mm -hmm. For sure. Definitely. So, with that, we'll move on to comics, uh, because this past week we got just a deluge. We got two different uh, issues released. Uh, one for Power Rangers and one for a new series, Power Rangers Universe. Mm -hmm. And both of them contain a lot that we get to discuss. Yes. Um, so we're going to start with Power Rangers 14, uh, which is written by Ryan Parent, illustrated by Francesco Mortorino, with ink assistance by Christian Pernesti, mm -hmm. colored by Raul Angelo, and lettered by Ed Dukeshire. Uh, and Diamond has this to say, about it. it is the new blue omega ranger along with the rest of the power rangers retreat to safe haven to plan their next steps with information gathered from zordon and the blue emissary our motley crew of heroes and villains set their sights on defeating the minion of their former ally and conducting a rescue mission mm. but in a galaxy full of enemies who or what awaits their rescue uh so this issue I would say does not really we, we're not move it doesn't make a lot of steps in the Altarian war we right. do not move a lot further but i think what this issue has in spades you know just all over the place is like character interactions and really great character moments um i know there's one that you really loved because you tweeted to ryan about it uh so i'm yeah. gonna hand it over to you kevin what did you think of this issue yeah, so I mean, the the last issue of Mighty Morphin was definitely that feeling of picking yourself back up after, you know, everything happening. Um, mm -hmm. So this really saw the Rangers deciding, instead of, like, licking their wounds, they're actively going to try and, you know, fight back. So we see them start to stand up to the Altarians. Um, it was also really interesting to see, like, Bulk and Skull at the beginning of the issue talking to Zardos. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and then like reporting and they're like okay yeah uh if you were totally against this and we're not by the way like it, it felt very much like something out of the tv show like which was always a really nice touch because that would have been exactly what would have happened in the show would be i could see paul and jason like next to a character in full blue makeup like doing that kind of thing on the show so like it, it's kind of fun that they yeah it's fun seeing those moments because you kind of think about it and it's like, oh yeah, that would totally happen in the tech context of the TV show. Um, but it's a really interesting arc right now because the Rangers bring the fight back to them and they have a lot of fun. Like the action is really good. Um, but the big highlight of the issue, of course, is seeing Zordon in his new body built by Billy. And it is interesting because it pays off Zordon always wanting to go out and fight with the Rangers. Uh, Ryan actually mentioned that that was a direct payoff to a line that he wrote about 
a year before this issue. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was really nice to see that. And it was really funny because, well, not funny, but it was really fun to see because it's just sort of like he is very upset and he is letting out his emotion by doing this. The first time he's gotten to be able to move and fight in a very long time. And he is just going at it and he is enjoying having the chance to fight with his rangers. Um, it gave a really good moment of reconciliation for like him and Jason uh, as well because they got to team up. And it, it did birth one of my favorite moments in the issue, which was Zordon talking to Altarians and kind of giving them that like standard stand down or I'll have to stop you warning. And he was just like, the power will not protect you from me if you don't stand down. <laughs> it is a like, very good line. <laughs> it is. Well, and it's also such a change of the trope of Zordon saying, may the power protect you. And it was just like a kind of chill moment where you're like, oh man, like he, he means business. Like he is going to back up what he's claiming. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the most badass that Zordon's ever allowed to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a really good moment. So, um, And there were also really good moments of the Rangers teaming up with, you know, the, the minions with Goldar, Squat, Babu, and Finster. Um, it was really cool to see like the Chaos Putties being used for good and like seeing Finster use them to his advantage. And even seeing Babu, like, going in and shouting Power Rangers. <laughs> like, it, it really reminds you that these characters have a history and, like, they've been built up since the beginning of Go-Go Power Rangers. Yeah, which is, again, I, I think it shows Ryan's kind of affection for these characters because he's definitely been one over the course of the Power Rangers comics since they started. You know, he has been the one, I think, laying a lot of the groundwork with these characters, mm -hmm. um, giving them... Uh, motivation giving them you know emotion and feeling about the situations um so i i think this is a really great payoff in that regard as well um you know you mentioned babu i think one of my favorite moments is goldar gets to actually have a win uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh when he takes on one of the uh sentry squad team mm -hmm. uh, he pretty much gets to be ruthless and cuts the wings off one of the characters when they're fighting in the air uh it's just like a really cool moment for Goldar to have of all characters. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds you of just how powerful he really is, because Goldar has always been that, like, boasting about it, and it's kind of cool to see him actually do that. And it's interesting because it brings back up to the point Rocky brought up to him, of like, are you sure you don't just pull punches with us? Yeah. Because like, you like fighting us? <laughs> so, things like that. Um, but overall, it was definitely a fun issue, I think, and it... It brought some really good character moments too. Like it kind of highlighted like a lot of the conflict that's been brewing, and it also gave us a really good look at Grace, um, mm -hmm. because we always kind of assumed that Grace was just always like this cold and callous person. But she kind of like reveals like, oh no, I have a heart. Like I, I'm, these kids are braver than I'll ever be, and like she's willing to f stand against Artis without powers, and it kind of highlights her as a character as well. I think. Yeah, it it shows that kernel of the Red Ranger that was chosen by Zordon back mm -hmm. in 1969. Exactly. Uh, also, you know, Santa got to them without powers, but definitely with the Psycho Dagger in hand. I mean, yes. Grace, Grace, Grace is not stupid. Yeah, she, for sure. She probably had a backup plan ready just in case, but um, it's um, definitely fun to see that. Yeah, and this issue does raise the stakes um, in two major ways. Um, we have Zardus, uh, in his frustration, summoning the uh, three Imperials to Earth and pretty much making the, the claim. He's like, normally, I, when we have the Imperials yeah. do their thing, they raise an Earth, or raise a planet, 
but it is left to grow anew. He's like, I will not allow that to happen to Earth. I will yeah. wipe it from all trace of it. Um, so we've got an impending threat there. But at the end of the issue, uh, Zordon teleports to the wreckage of the Moon Palace to try and locate the Zeo Crystal and is confronted by none other than Lord Zed. So we will probably get a nice little interaction between those two characters in Mighty Morphin 15, which is really exciting because we'll get to see these two characters who we've now knowing their history, now knowing their past, knowing their connections. It's going to lead to something, I, I think, more than just a fight between two characters. <laughs> yeah. It's also fun to see, like, the Zeo Crystal existing before the Zeo Crystal existed in the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, it... it, it 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 definitely brings up like that it's always been there as a resource and like Zordon has only saved it for when it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Uh, they they've at least done a good job that the characters who should know that it exists know it exists. Right. Like our uh, rangers Zordon... should, our rangers should not know. <laughs> yeah, Zordon's not walking around being like, so the Zeo crystal to like Billy. <laughs> right. Like, no, the Yeah, it is it is at least like they're doing a good job of keeping like playing within that confine of the show even though we're i think well with outside of it um there's they're still trying to thread that needle a little bit so that's good but yeah i i'm really excited to see where this is going to keep going we know we only have like four ish issues left of the eltarian war if that yeah yeah um so we we've got a lot of ground to cover. So I'm sh- I'm sure we'll probably see some major movements going on in the next couple of issues. But I I'm really excited. I know you are as well. <laughs> I always am. Yeah. So we'll definitely look forward and get to talk about that soon. But the other big comic thing that happened this week is the release of issue one of Power Rangers Universe, which is the new miniseries written by Nicole Adelfinger. This issue was illustrated by Simone Ragazzone colored by Mattia Iacono, and lettered by Ed Dukeshire. And Diamond has this to say for about it. From the moment he first appeared 24 years ago, fans have wondered about the origin of the mysterious Phantom Ranger, questions which have never been answered until now. Mm-hmm. Boom Studios proudly presents a limited series event that will delve into the deepest origins of the Power Rangers universe, origins that had the Phantom Ranger at their heart. Yeah. So, <laughs> this first issue is a lot of setup. Uh, they throw a lot of characters at you a lot of terms at you a whole world at you um it is a lot that being said i am fascinated by this one and i am i'm sad that it ended where it did (laughs) right right Uh, because i want i want more i just want the next issue already um but that being said, what did you think of this issue, yeah, Kevin? I agree. I think there's a lot of it. it did, it's it's an issue of Power Rangers that didn't feel like an issue of Power Rangers, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's definitely interesting seeing them take the training wheels off and like create something completely new while also using elements that have already been established. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, it's interesting to see these new characters. It's going to be sad to see what eventually happens to them because we. We know logically that they're not probably going to be around after this for whatever reason, um, but it is kind of fun to see them play with this and like give us something completely different. So I'm sure that this is going to tie in somehow to the uh, Power Rangers Unlimited issue that came out for Phantom Ranger. I am sure that this will also tie into the overall hovering arc of Dark Spectre. Um, 
it, it really feels like this is their transition piece to kind of start moving towards the next big story arc for Power Rangers, like the next big overall kind of arc. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's... What I also like about this issue is we we know about the Morphin Masters, we know about Dark Spectre, we know about Phantom Ranger, but we're now being set, you know, X number of years before all those characters exist and being like, okay, but how do we get there? <laughs> and, and um, you know, utilizing things that we've seen in the comics, like the Master Arch, um, you know, with these characters all being Morphin Masters, uh, which is, I guess, more of a race than a title. Now right. we're kind of finding out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we've also seen like the hearts, which are like the like diamond patterns that we've seen utilized by like characters like Draken or, you know, being worn by the one character in Beyond the Grid, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, there we're seeing all these different elements, uh, but we're getting kind of, I think, a fun... Uh, I don't use this reference to like talk bad about this comic, but kind of a Star Wars prequel type thing where we're seeing elements like, you know, Anakin Skywalker or other things. We're seeing them at an earlier stage, and now we're going to get to see how the chips all fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily know that we're going to end with the Rangers gone. Yeah. Because in theory, you have them as Rangers, and then you can kind of set up future miniseries. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, um, and, and we don't know what those characters were doing. There are other Rangers, ser- other Ranger teams we know exist out there. Uh, but yeah, but it'll be interesting. Um, so we don't actually, in this issue, see anyone morph. Right. Um, we see a character called the Morphonaut, who is a white and gold version of the Phantom Ranger. We see them. Um, we, he- we see hints of a device that will likely be used to make Rangers... <laughs> Soon, um, that has seven slots for their uh, Morphin Master Hearts, uh, and we ha- obviously have a bunch of characters who are thankfully color coded for us, right? <laughs> um, but in the issue, you know, we end the first one without any characters morphing, without a hint of what could possibly be happening. Uh, but thankfully, we have exclusive covers that get revealed that get to hint at what's coming for us. Uh, and this happened with the Boom Studios exclusive cover by Simone Ragazzone for issue one which shows off the character of Rian or Ryan, uh, who will be the Red Ranger for our new team, which is the design from Die Ranger or the Legendary Squadron Ranger. Uh, and the second that this image got released, I saw so many accounts retweeting it. These are people who don't read the comics. Um, so, of course, we had a bunch of, you know, everyone's like, what does this mean? Are, you know, are they going to be in the show? Is this the 30th season? It's like, No. <laughs> It's a comic book. <laughs> uh, you know, and then obviously everyone, you know, because it's Die Ranger, they're like, well, are they going to use the villain? Are they going to adapt it? It's like, again, probably no. <laughs> uh, they're just using the suits and establishing the lore for the legendary Squadron Rangers, which were referenced in uh, Super Mega Force. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Boom Studios comics have done this, you know, obviously previously with the Supersonic team and the Prism team. Yep squadron team yes so uh i'm excited i like i I think the thing that i I really want to praise nicole adelfinger for doing is i think she makes despite the fact that we're in a weird uh sci-fi um kind of semi-religious feeling cult kind of group type Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. 
she manages to ground these characters in, in, in situations and interactions that we yeah. can understand. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you have, you know, all, these characters are on an impending deadline to do what's called an ascension. Uh-huh. Um, so we see characters like rushing around being like, well, why aren't you here? You know, mom and dad are going to be mad if you're not there. Uh, we have, you know, uh, a character interacting with a, a person who we're assuming is their mother and the mom's like, I'm sure everything's fine. We need you to be ready so we can go, though. <laughs> right, right. And, and we also have established within this series that the characters of, like, Ori, uh, Ryan, Firo, Telosi, and Aaliyah all seem to have some kind of friendship prior to this series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are coming at a point where these characters have been scattered, and we are now going to see them come back together in a really kind of interesting way. Or not interesting, but probably exciting way. Right. Uh <laughs> Uh, so I, I think Nicole does a really great job. It, it, there's enough to hook onto, not only story-wise, but emotion-wise, that I think even if you're maybe thrown off by the names that you can't remember everything, or you're like unsure of what this world is, I, she gives you ways that you can ground yourself, and I really want to praise that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially in a first issue, especially in a weird sci-fi comic, especially with a brand that has, you know, specific things to it you know i think nicole did a great job setting this all up and i i really want to see once we get to the power ranger craziness once we get to you know the reveals and origins of certain characters how this all plays out um i also want to praise simone ragazzoni because uh he has now been on uh three event books <laughs> prior to this um he did uh the draken new dawn series he did both uh power rangers unlimited one shots and I, I do want to say with, I think, each new project that the Power Ranger team gets to use him on, he only gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, he he he's very good with it. Like he has a very expressive style with the character faces. And I think he does a really like interesting thing with layouts. Yeah. It's never just a grid. Um, it's always like really juxtaposed really well or, you know, having a character really prominent on the page. Uh, I think he does a really great job. And I also want to praise... Uh, Mattia Iacono on colors because I think this book has really beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sure it's difficult coloring a Power Ranger book when you have to have a bunch of primary colors running around, yeah. but I think it does a very good job of making this again. It's I think of being fantastical but feeling grounded at the same time, and I think it does a really great job with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any last thoughts on Power Rangers universe? I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I really do enjoy. Um, I know it's kind of divisive for some fans, but it is nice to see them using the tools that they have in the chest, which most people wouldn't think of them using the new powers from Super Mega Force in this way. Um, but it is nice to see the Die Rangers squadron finally getting some context and seeing them adapted. So, uh, and I think people need to remember too that you can adapt it without using the Sentai. It doesn't have to be a Sentai season adaptation. And I think it's always exciting to me when we get to see other Ranger teams from Sentai show up in the comics. Yeah, and also, like, I think we have to untrain that whole, this is an adaptation of a thing. And it's like, no, this is an expansion on a on a reference that was yeah. done. Yes. And, and the point of this is not to adapt uh, die ranger into power rangers it is to take that reference and go okay well what can we use to add to this universe mm-hmm. uh, and i think that is uh, the most like 
enticing thing, the most thing that like I, I'm really chewing on. Right. Uh, also, I want to shout out this team. I know we talked about it when we saw the concept art, but this is such a diverse isn't the right word. It's such a like I, eclectic, and I really love that this team has like a non-binary character. It has more than one female character on the team because uh, we have red and pink who are both female, and we even have possible hints that we have a queer character in the green and likely black ranger fingers crossed not confirmed but both kevin and i (laughs) we can hear the dog whistle (laughs) we'll say (laughs) (laughs) um but we'll see i'm really excited i you know i'm also glad that this has six issues um, because we've had previous series which have been a little bit shorter, um, and I think sometimes a three-issue story is really difficult to tell in, in an expanded universe like this. Uh, so I'm hoping like we get to see kind of a really well kind of crafted story over these next six. Uh, or you know what, if Nicole, you know, does give us something great, you know, give us more of this. You know, give us another Power Rangers universe miniseries. You know. Um, I I would let you know I would love to spend time. I really enjoyed even the little interaction with these characters, so I can't wait to get more of them. Uh, but with that said, that'll kind of wrap up our show for today. Uh, as always, we really encourage you guys to reach out to us um, if you want to email us. You know, give us comments, give us suggestions, give us criticism, or if you're interested in coming on as a guest, you can email us at maythepowerpod at gmail or if you want to hit us up on social media, you can find our account on Twitter at MayThePowerPod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where can they find you, Kevin? Oh, you can find me, as always, on Twitter and TikTok and Twitch. But because I like to be difficult and because usernames <laughs> are always taken, I don't have a common theme. But you can find me on the usual places. You can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3. You can find me on tiktok at bridgemt3000 and you can find me on twitch at bridgemt and coming soon you can find me on you know a toaster or something i don't know it's a, it's a new year, new year. exactly find a new place and find a new number combination uh but if you want to reach out to me you can find me on most social media at best yes uh, but that will uh wrap up the show for today Again, we thank you guys for listening to us, getting to hear us rant and rave about these multicolored heroes. Uh, We appreciate it. And with that, as always, may the power protect you.